Hello, I'm Wendy Rigby, host of the brand new podcast, Texas Biobytes from Texas Biomed. We're so happy you're listening to our inaugural podcast. For those of you unfamiliar with Texas Biomed, we're an independent nonprofit biomedical research facility in San Antonio, Texas. Our facility includes biocontainment laboratories, including a biosafety level four lab, which holds some of the world's deadliest pathogens. We are also home to the Southwest National Primate Research Center. Our scientists work on some of the world's most important health issues, from HIV and Ebola to malaria and tuberculosis. And today, it's TB we're going to talk about. The new president and CEO of Texas Biomed is Dr. Larry Schlesinger, a recognized expert in infectious diseases, and TB is one of his areas of focus. Dr. Schlesinger, thanks for taking the time to help us launch this podcast. It's my absolute pleasure, Wendy. Thank you. You know, when most of us think of TB, we imagine the 1800s Old West and people dying of consumption, or we imagine TB infecting people in third world countries today, but TB is still very much a threat worldwide right now. Can you give us some perspective? Absolutely. Um, it is uh, that among the top 10 infectious disease killers in the world today. And when we talk about infectious diseases in general, in terms of the ongoing big pandemics that affect human suffering and death, we really talk about tuberculosis, HIV, and malaria, and, and very closely related to hepatitis viruses. So tuberculosis kills uh, about 2 million people a year, uh, and uh, it uh, infects or causes illness in about 10 million people a year. These are enormous numbers for a single infectious diseases cause. Back closer to home, however, what people don't know is there are outbreaks of TB in the United States every year, a number of them. And among the states that have outbreaks of TB, uh, Texas happens to be one of the top four in the country. And San Antonio in particular, we know when we watch the news, we hear about a TB case at a high school, and then everyone who's been in contact with that person has to be tested. So are we at particular risk here in South Texas? And if so, why? You know, it, 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 I think the risk in South Texas has more to do with the demographics, the mixture of the population in this particular area of the country. Uh, and in addition, we're near a border. Uh, you know, close to the south is Mexico. And uh, in addition, uh, Texas, like other states, has experienced a growth in another uh, disease called type 2 diabetes. And we know now that diabetics are also a particularly susceptible risk to tuberculosis. Um, but, you know, beyond that, um, TB is a human-to-human transmissible infection. And if you're in close quarters, usually one to three hours in a room with somebody who's actually sick with the most common form of TB, which is lung TB or pneumonia, you know, it is not difficult to be infected. Uh, so, um, you know, these are some of the factors uh, to consider when thinking about tuberculosis in Texas. And I understand then that places like homeless shelters, jails, prisons, even some military barracks. These are places where people are in close quarters where they might be at increased risk. That's exactly right. Close quarters, um, poorly ventilated areas, in, with an index case uh, of active lung tuberculosis, coughing out the bacteria is the highest risk. Here's the concern. The concern is that in the United States, we're not a highly endemic area of the world for tuberculosis. The vast majority of cases occur in South Africa, in uh, various uh, countries in Asia, for example. 
But in the United States, then, if we're not really thinking about tuberculosis and we know it's transmissible, then if you happen to have somebody who's sick in the community and is exposing to other, uh, themselves to other people, if you're not thinking about TB, then this may go on for a while before the case is identified. And that's what makes it trickier in the United States in some of these outbreaks. This is an ancient, ancient disease. Can you tell us what is tuberculosis? What causes it? And what does it do in your body? Right. So as I mentioned a few moments ago, um, uh, an individual has a pneumonia and coughs out TB. This is a bacteria, mycobacterium tuberculosis. And naive individual who's right in close proximity would inhale the bacteria into their lungs. Now, here's what's key. TB, as you just said, has been in the human population for a very long time. And therefore, we believe it's in a sense, co-evolved with humans. What does that mean for an infection? It means it's real smart. And it's learned how to exploit our immune system and get the upper hand. So it gets into our lungs, it's tricky, it learns how to survive, even low numbers survive in our lungs, and then it can disseminate from there. But here's the thing, eventually our immune system, if we're healthy, kicks in, and the vast majority of individuals who inhale TB stay healthy for the rest of their lives. Only about 10% will so-called reactivate from a latent phase and get sick with tuberculosis. However, if you unfortunately have another illness, HIV in particular, but diabetes, if you become immunocompromised because you develop cancer and on chemotherapy, the risk of getting sick with TB markedly increases. Dr. Joanne Turner is the vice president for research and a TB researcher who concentrates on the connection between aging and TB. Dr. Turner, are the elderly more at risk of developing tuberculosis? Yes, they certainly are, and they can develop it in two different ways. One is becoming infected when they're older uh, as a first encounter with an infection, and the other is that they can be infected when they're young, and then they can actually control that infection for almost their entire lifespan and then eventually they'll develop an actual disease um, and symptoms. Is it like other diseases that your immunities are waning as you age? Yes, similar. So we're susceptible to many infections when we grow older. Uh, flu, common cold, um, multiple different infections. Uh, for TB, it's exactly the same. The reasons why we're more susceptible can sometimes differ compared to a viral infection because this is a different type of infection. Uh, but it's certainly the same philosophy. How do you study this, and what are you trying to find out? I study it in humans, and I study it using mouse models. And so we're able to uh, work with elderly mice, and we will look at their immune response when we give them an infection with mycobacterium tuberculosis. And we're specifically looking at immune cells that enter the lung and asking whether those cells are behaving how they should, whether they're doing something better or doing something worse, and then we can try and design interventions for that. So what do you consider an elderly mouse? So an elderly mouse is about 18 months of age, which is the equivalent of about 60 years old in a person. So is this why mice are a good model? Because you can grow elderly mice as you need them for your experiments. It's a useful model because their lifespan is short. So two years is as long as a study can be relative to a human where you may be looking at 80 years. And you can control their environment as well. So if you want to compare somebody who's young with somebody who's old, 
they've obviously lived a different life, right? Different air pollution, different uh, travel requirements, different stresses, and it's really hard to control those between generations. But with a mouse that's lived in a little mouse house for two years, uh, they have the same food, water, environment, and then it's easy to control everything but age. What you find out about tuberculosis and aging, will it be useful with other aspects of health and aging as well? Yes, one of the things that we're finding is that inflammation is really relevant for susceptibility to infection. And so that's something that happens naturally with old age. It seems that if you can uh, control that better, you're more likely to be able to control an infection. So in general, our health is better if we reduce inflammation. That means taking care of ourselves, um, not eating too much, not being overweight, um, not eating lots of sugary food, exercising, all of those things we don't like to do that are actually good for our health. Is, that's actually really good for controlling inflammation. More boring, but good for you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what are the challenges uh, when designing the studies for aging and tuberculosis? So we have lots of uh, challenges. One, working with old mice is challenging. They are frail. Um, they respond to stress differently because as they grow older. And so that's one challenge. And then we have a challenge of working in specialized facilities that have uh, air controls and mechanical controls that make it safe for people to work with that infectious disease. And so that adds in an extra level of challenge, meaning we have to wear specialized clothing, we have to have specialized work practices, everything takes longer to do. So we combine a complicated uh, model of aging with a complicated environment to work in. Dr. Jordi Torres is the director of the Biosafety Level 3 program at Texas Biomed. He's a scientist and a TB researcher. Dr. Torres, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Tell us where and how you have to work with TB. So we work in a specialized lab. It's a biocontainment laboratory because mycobacterium tuberculosis is an infectious agent that transmits by the uh, respiratory road. So we need to be very cautious when we work with mycobacterium tuberculosis. So we have a, a specialized lab in which uh, there is a negative pressure, so anything can come out uh, of the lab. And we also use a specialized equipment uh, to protect ourselves to being infected. So this is called PPE, mm -hmm. or Personal Protective Equipment, right? Yeah. So what's included in this PPE? Uh, first, we have a gown. Here I am opening it, and you can see that it's like a lab coat that uh, covers all um, our body, uh, fully protecting our extremities. Then we have uh, here, we have a pair of shoe covers that pro that to protect our uh, feet. Then we also have is an N95 mask. It's specialized um, to don't allow um, uh, microparticles to go through and protect us from being infected against tuberculosis. And uh, we use a, a double glove always to protect ourselves in case that we are working inside of the uh, biosafety laboratory and we get exposed, we always can remove the exterior, the external globe and have another one uh, that is clean. Why is this your passion? I like to help people. And I like to work with tuberculosis because it's a disease that people think that it doesn't exist or it's a, or it's a disease of the past, when in reality, every 21 seconds, one person dies of tuberculosis. Texas Biomed President Dr. Schlesinger says the human toll is simply too costly to ignore. 
I've been a physician scientist for about 30 years. I've seen firsthand in my patients the suffering and death that comes from having a severe infection. As a result of my 30 years in the research area of tuberculosis, I've traveled the world and I've seen so many patients who suffer from tuberculosis. We have a very serious problem, and it isn't going away. And because this is a tricky bug, it takes even more money, more expertise, more time commitment to get to a cure. And my passion is to cure tuberculosis, and that's what we're determined to do. You've been listening to the first installment of Texas BioBytes from Texas Biomed. We've got scores of fascinating projects going on at our place. Over the coming months and years, we'll introduce you to the scientists and the staff who make it all happen. Texas Biomed is enhancing lives through discovery. Our passion is bringing science to you. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, and visit our website, txbiomed.org. I'm Wendy Rigby. Please subscribe to hear more episodes.